All right, hello everyone. My name is Juliana and I'm a peer mentor here at the Student Money Management Center. Today I'll be joined with... Hi guys, my name is Jasmine Davis and I'm also a peer mentor at the Student Money Management Center and I'll be joining Juliana today. Thank you so much Jasmine again. And so today's no problem. is called Securing the Bag and we're both from the Student Money Management Center as I mentioned earlier at UNT. Yes. All right, so what will we be covering exactly? We'll be covering um, in this presentation, again, um, how to apply for jobs during a pandemic and some resume tips. Um, again, getting an internship during COVID-19 and what Indeed.com and their data recommends and their experts. And then Jasmine will be covering for us how to establish multiple streams of income. And she has tips and reference materials as well. And then lastly, she'll be covering how to budget after undergrad. And again, how to budget as a master's student or in industry. And again, why are we doing this presentation exactly? Um, what is the importance of it? So again, this is data from Indeed.com, their survey, and they started off saying that 54% of students that they interviewed um, said that the coronavirus actually impacted the labor market and it has made them feel less confident finding work after they graduate. Same thing goes with 33% of students felt that they would struggle with finding an industry job and that they're graduating in. And all right, with that being said again, we thank you all for being here and watching this video. But we also wanted to give you guys some hope and some resources that there is in the Denton community. Um, again, we always have our Eagle Emergency Support Program that we have at Student Money Management Center. And again, if you're interested in one of those, um, it's really a loan for money for like rent, textbooks, food and groceries for students. Um, again, if you are really interested in that, um, go ahead and just give us a phone call, send us an email. I believe we also have it online available. Um, again, just reach out to us and we'll communicate with you how it exactly works, the next best steps, how to get onto that, and we'll help you out 100% with that. We also have for food services in the Denton Community our Daily Bread and Denton Community Food Center, which is a soup kitchen and it's also a food pantry service. And then lastly, another great resource is the Salvation Army, which also offers emergency night shelters. And again, with um, the food resource, as in Daily Bread and Community Food Center, and also the Salvation Army, just go ahead and double check their hours of operation. They have actually updated their hours of operation because of COVID-19, but just go ahead and verify with them when they're open just beforehand. All right, moving on to our first topic. So how do you apply for jobs during the pandemic? All right, so the first thing, just after gathering like different sources of research, um, they wanted you guys to actually establish a network as soon as, as soon as you can. So use LinkedIn to your advantage. I've been personally going on LinkedIn almost every other day, and I've been seeing that there's so many companies that are having conferences that were gonna be in person, now they're moving them on to virtual sessions, and so doing them again through Zoom, and they're having them for free. Same thing goes with webinars that they're having about this informational sessions. They're hosting them for free, different art galleries. Again, companies, again, they're all hosting these for free and available for more people. And again, there's also another resource that they mentioned called meetup.com. So meetup.com is really awesome because it connects you with individuals in your industry. Again, just to establish that network and that communication earlier on is awesome. And then another resource that is actually um, available through LinkedIn, but it is also its own separate entity you can um, check out. It's called coffeechat.com. And it's awesome because it really helps you out to find a peer mentor. And it connects you with coaches who are experts in their kind of field and industry. And then um, lastly, if you are interested in the article that Jasmine sent me where we got all this research from and stuff, it's called Tips for Graduates Entering the Workforce During COVID-19 by Indeed and their experts. And the link's in the bottom. Okay, 
So this is one of the main things that they all mentioned, all the resources that we gathered. Um, first of all, they want you guys to actually have different versions of your resume, and I can't stress this is enough. Please, please, please have different versions of your cover letter. Again, try to be as personable as you can for that job that you're applying towards. Again, I've made the error myself of applying to over like 15, 20 jobs with the same application and wondering why I haven't received a callback. Again, most likely 100% it was because I wasn't personalizing my resume towards their position and showing an extreme like extra step of interest that I was interested in their position and wanted to be there and how I would see myself fit in that role. And so this is just an example that they did in general of someone who was applying for a bakery position at a bakery. And so they listed, this could be really the same person. Um, again, it's just how you really brand yourself and market yourself to your employer, which speaks volumes and can take your resume to the next level and to that next pile. So the first one is on the left side, so where it says tasks, again, um, the question was, again, to brand themselves and their resume, and they just listed the tasks of what they can do in that position. So they just said, like, as a baker, I can, like, gather ingredients, gather baking utensils, measure ingredients, all the basic stuff, of course, that a baker can do. But then on the right-hand side, on the second resume, they said what they basically bring to the table so that they're always on time, that they're great working again with other people, other people in, their, um, in that position. And just again, that they just expanded upon what they can do. And then they said in the in indeed um, webinar that basically that is actually the one that they would prefer and go with. So again, this could be the same person, the same exact skill level, but it really just is how you brand yourself and just explain and expand upon what you can do and bring to the table. And moving on. So the next slide is getting an internship during COVID. All right, so we are in the digital era, guys. So please, please, please use all of your digital tools to your utmost advantage, guys. So um, Indeed.com actually just released a new feature I wanted to explain to you guys. It's called hashtag ready to work. So again, if you just recently lost a position or you're transferring into a new one or looking for a new employment, then definitely use their hashtag ready to work and put that in your resume and also put that on your profile. And it shows basically employers that you're ready to work whenever you're ready to work the next day or as soon as possible. Um, again, another resource is of course, linkedin.com. And we've heard from a lot of um, alumni that they said that premium, even having it for one month or three months or three, uh, for two months, really just helps you again, connect and actually be able to message directly department members from a company that you're really interested in applying towards and it helps you establish a network in that sense. It also allows you to message that company again, either that you've applied to, to get feedback, even if it is negative feedback that you weren't applied and you didn't get into that position, at least you know that you can make progress onto the looking onto another job search rather than waiting again for a callback. They also mentioned to definitely, definitely um, Google some interview questions and practice them, of course. And with that being said, always um, have in the back of your head your story of who you are, why you're interested again in this field, and be ready to have the elevator pitch ready. And again, with that being said, with your resumes and stuff like that, please, please update your resume. Um, and they said some common mistakes were that um, people always have more. So less is more, always, always. Keep your information also relevant to um, your position when you're applying towards. And also clearly communicate your best features in 30 seconds or less. And then always, 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 please, please check for spelling mistake. That's really, really common. And then what to do actually instead of having those common mistakes is to, again, at the top of very, very, very top of your resume, they wanted you actually to have kind of um, what your intentions are within the company and where you see yourself. And again, maybe that elevator speech, elevator speech kind of pitch as well in the beginning and just have at the top again. So employers know exactly who you are other than just seeing a whole stack of resumes. 
And again, um, limit the page of your resume to one page. Also, definitely, definitely include links of your LinkedIn profile. Include information such as your graduation date and degree. And graduation date is actually really, really important than you might think, just because, again, um, there are different positions as in entry level positions for undergrads, entry level positions for graduates. So you could be limiting yourself into which pool to graduate and to be applicable for. So please, please, please list your graduation date on there and degree. And with that being said, also list your GPA if it is a 3.0 or above. Again, if it's not, then definitely some, uh, include it. Um, they just mentioned that employers just want to know what exactly happened. If maybe like you broke your leg or maybe you had like loss in the family, just communicate to them exactly what happened just so we can all be on the same page. All right, now moving on to Jasmine, our amazing peer mentor. Alrighty, so yes, it's my turn, yay. Okay, and the first thing that I'll be talking to you guys about is how to establish multiple streams of income. And usually that's on the, basically the, the, the back burner when it comes to people's thoughts on income and uh, economic growth. But I think that it's very important, especially nowadays, to know how to establish multiple streams of income. So let's jump right into it. Okay, and so the first thing that I want to run by you all is tips and reference materials. And so for the first two of these, they're kind of um, two sides to the same coin. And the first of those sides being offering a service. If you have a talent or a hobby, turn it into a stream of income by seeing who'd be interested in purchasing in your time. And so when it comes to um, the kind of key there is who's interested in purchasing your time. And you can find that out through social media, that will be your best friend, you know, um, basically advertising yourself, marketing yourself, making your service, whatever that may be, whether you've just acquired a masseuse license, whether you, you know, have a certification to advise, anything like that, or even if it's just babysitting, dog sitting, things like that, make sure that people know about it by posting to your Snapchat, posting to your Instagram story, to your timeline, to your Facebook story, to your Facebook's timeline. Uh, make sure that you post to your Twitter, things like that. Just use all of those social outlets and platforms to your benefit. Uh, the next side of the coin would be creating a product. And so, if, for example, if you've come across something that you think people might need, then try and think kitchen supplies, little knickknacks that most people really wouldn't be bothered to think about, and think about how they can be innovated. Uh, there are many household items that can be enhanced through innovation. And one of the prime examples I think of that would be one person that I saw who had created little lip gloss containers for people who are creating their own lines of makeup and cosmetic products she would help give them or more so design containers for them. So you would think, mm, what, that, is that a, you know, a way that I can make money? And it is. And uh, just to preface that, um, offering a service is more the functional side of the coin and creating a product is the more creative, innovative side of the coin. So depending on where you excel is which one you might want to look into more. Uh, the final one, which you can do whether you're creative or functional or less creative, is invest. And I know um, investments, invest in stocks and bonds, that's been thrown around a lot, but it is very helpful. And it is like, you know, like the name suggests, an investment. You will lose money in the process, but the goal is to gain it. And in order to properly invest, you'll need to educate yourself. 
whether that be through YouTube videos, podcast episodes, or even through a coaching session. For our office, we have coaching sessions and you can ask about different ways to start investing or different, um, uh, basically just advice on how to invest um, with money. What money do you have to work with? What do you, you know, want to invest in? Things like that. And so also starting with mutual fund is also a good suggestion when it comes to starting investing as a beginner. And so that kind of sums it up for the tips when it comes to the three, the holy trinity of tips for uh, establishing multiple streams of income. And so in terms of reference materials, um, I know I refer to podcasts, YouTube videos, things like that. One of those things or one of those podcast episodes would be in this link right here. And you can find it on Spotify and you can also find um, uh, podcast episodes through our office's podcast, the Mean Green Money podcast, uh, and find different tips and tricks there as well. All right, and the next portion is how to budget after undergrad. And I know that's always at the forefront of students' minds. How do I budget? Like, you know, what, what do I do when I get a job? Things like that. How do I prepare for the gap when I don't have a job? And this is basically what that's going to be covering. So this is going to basically encompass the, this is an overview of how to budget, whether you're going into the industry, straight into the workforce, um, or uh, after graduate, after your undergrad, or going into graduate school, whether that be for master's, PhD, doctorates, anything like that. And so the first of all those things is rent is key. If you are planning on moving out on your own, or you already are living on your own, keeping in mind uh, your rent is should be first priority because you need somewhere to live before anything else. And so your rent ideally should have 30% of your income dedicated to it. And I say ideally because nowadays, especially nowadays, 30% is very, it's very generous. <laughs> you know, that there's, there's a lot of uh, gray area in that. Most people end up spending more than 30% of their income on rent. And that is a reality that you might have to face. Uh, but just keep in mind, in an ideal, perfect world, 30% of your income should be dedicated to rent. And the next one, which kind of has something to do with the rent, is calculating your expenses. After your rent is out of the way, you're going to want to calculate the remaining expenses and how much your income, or how much of your income will be dedicated to that. And so ideally, you're going to want to dedicate 30% of your income to rent, 20% of your income to other expenses like utilities, uh, bills, internet, things like that. Uh, and then the other 50% will be dedicated to things like paying back on any undergrad loans, saving money, or um, extracurricular activities and hobbies and things like that. And again, like I said, things are changing, especially now. So when it comes to extracurricular activities, you may not be able to indulge yourself as much as you used to when it comes to loans, um, given the certain uh, uh, economic climate of today, you're gonna probably look into freezing uh, the payments on those and just pausing that for a moment. When it comes to savings, you might be taking a, a big dip into your savings or you might not be able to start a savings to begin with and all of that is okay all of that is normal especially now uh, just keep in mind that uh the overall the overarching theme is ideally ideally 30 percent is dedicated to rent and 20 percent is dedicated to utilities and things like that now if you're going to graduate school 
then you're going to want to plan ahead um, by saving money for graduate school and making payments on any undergraduate loans you would take out which basically contradicts what I just said but um, for graduate school these are things you're going to have to uh, keep in mind that these are things and steps you're going to have to take and so if that is not plausible or feasible for you then plan accordingly um, by postponing or pausing um, any graduate school applications and things like that if you're going straight into the workforce then calculate how much your income will be after taxes are taken out or the net income. And then the first two steps, which is preparing for rent and other expenses becomes easier. And in order to do that, refer to the slides <laughs> previously that Juliana had discussed, which talk about how to apply and obtain a job. And because you can't really calculate your income without a job. So make sure you refer to those slides as well and all the materials, trips, ticks, and uh, references that she referred to in those slides. And then the last slide uh, is kind of the uh, uh, asterisk optional slide is multiple streams of income. And you're going to add that to your total income on top of um, any salary or per hour wages that you receive. Alrighty. And, and that concludes my portion and the entire presentation as a whole. And Again, the Mean Green Money podcast is where you can find some tips and tricks from us personally. And UNT also has, or UNT Student Money Management Center also has a YouTube channel with different videos like this one, as well as many others with tips and tricks and things like that. We also have a Twitter and an Instagram where you can find us at UNT Money. And we have a Facebook as well. And you can find um, live chats and discussions and tips and tricks and things like that that on the Instagram and Facebook every Monday and you can also find us tweeting about different um, events that we have uh, on our Twitter as well. You can contact us via phone at 940-369-7761 via email at money.management at unc.edu and our address is Chestnut Hall 313-1155 Union Circle in Denton, Texas. And that concludes our um, presentation and again my name is Jasmine Davis now Juliana and thank you again so much Jasmine so, so much for all your information super super helpful and we all hope that you guys stay safe and stay well and stay financially ready for the UNT.